So trying to summarize for you right now is quite a challenge, such an incredible um, story and image and event. Now, we can go to Revelation chapter 12 where it says, clothe the woman, clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet and upon her head a crown of 12 stars, what we have in this image. Now, the description of the woman that is described there is heavenly glory. The 12 stars obviously symbolize the 12 patriarchs or the 12 apostles. But what happened and what is important for you to know? All right, December 9th through December the 12th, these are the feasts of Juan Diego that we celebrated on the 9th of December and now Our Lady of Guadalupe. Now, December the 9th, was about a native Mexican, Juan Diego. Now he was going to the chapel <clears throat> and he passed on that morning of December the 9th, Tepeyac Hill near modern day Mexico City. He was a baptized Christian and his name Juan Diego was not his birth name. That was his Christian name from seven years earlier and given to him by the Franciscan missionaries. Now him and his wife, this is very surprising. They believe we're the first Catholic married couple in the New World, was Juan Diego and his wife. The very first Catholic married couple in the New World. Wow. So we now we're dealing with something very powerful. Now, in the native language, she said to him that she was his mother and wanted a church built there and to go and tell the bishop. Yeah, that's real easy to do. So Diego asked if she could send someone else. That's always the sign of something true. You don't aspire to it. You absolutely don't want it. Moses didn't want to be chosen. And so this is a true sign. Now, basically, Our Lady said, no, you're the one I have chosen. And uh, she told him to go back to the bishop the next day. And, and um, he did. And then the bishop asked for proof. All right, so Diego, though, he ran away. He, uh, he did not return for two days because his uncle had become ill. So he tried to avoid Our Lady. Now, Diego went to find a priest and then tried to go another route around the hill, but Mary followed him. Can you imagine trying to run away from Our Lady? And so Mary tracked him down and basically she said, go to the top of the hill and cut the flowers there and bring them to me. Now, the amazing thing is it was freezing and those kind of roses were not native to Mexico, the kind that I'll mention in a minute where that he brought and the bishop saw. They were not native to Mexico, but he did as she said. So on today's date, December the 12th, he showed the bishop walked into the bishop and had this tilma basically carrying the roses. He opened it and the roses fell out and on the inside of the tilma or his garment was this image of Our Lady. Now we call Our Lady of Guadalupe. Now the bishop bought in because he, this was the miracle that he asked uh, that would um, show him that this was genuine because after he met with the bishop the first time, the bishop sent him away and then he made this promise that if this was real, um, I would see these roses. And he did. 
So basically, the uncle then was cured and told Juan Diego that he had met a woman clothed in light. And, um, and this is what we now know as Our Lady of Guadalupe. Now, interesting, because it could have come from that word coatalalupa, the lupe, which means one who treads on snakes. So coatalalupe, which means one who treads on snakes. I think that's fascinating because that's Our Lady. Well, anyway, it could have also referred to Our Lady of Guadalupe in Spain. There actually was the home of Cortez, who was one of the leaders of the Spanish there in the New World. Now, the bottom line is within six years, some accounts say six million, other accounts up to nine million, basically Aztecs converted to Catholicism. So it's our Lord bringing the faith to the New World. Now, people will always criticize, saying, oh, we made it miserable on the natives. And in, in one sense, yes, the diseases. But what was worse for the natives was their human sacrifice. They were slaughtering each other. They were slaughtering their children. And so this all changed now. Now, what happened is this Our Lady, uh, her image, is truly miraculous. It's, it survived smoke from, uh, from fires and candles. Uh, waters from floods. There was even a bomb placed on it in 1921 that blew up, but the image wasn't damaged. Uh, the basilica that ended up being built there now that's on the place um, is the most visited Catholic site in the world and the third most visited sacred site in the world behind, uh, is it one of the Islamic ones, Mecca or something, but it's the third most visited sacred site in the world and the most visited Catholic site in the world is Our Lady of Guadalupe, the, the cathedral there or the, uh, the basilica there. Now in 1977, um, the tilma was examined. They used your infrared photograph, uh, photography, digital enhancement. And it basically, this is so fascinating to me. Uh, so we've done talks on this. The tilma shows no drawing no sketching, and it's not a painting, then what is it? It's miraculous. It doesn't show any sign of outlines being drawn uh, that would permit an artist to actually paint it, because a painting, an artist sketches an outline before painting it. Now, the image is inexplicable in how long it survived, because it's made out of cactus, and it should have had life around 30 to 50 years max. It's five, almost 500 years old now. It defies science. Now, obviously, there's some questions. People write me all the time when I give this talk uh, that the bishop didn't talk about this. It's not mentioned uh, right away back in the, in the 16th century. It wasn't mentioned until the 17th century. Um, you know, stars were added, or not stars, but uh, the folds were added, the moon was added, the angel, the crown was removed. Yes, there are some things, but here's what's interesting. The original artwork that was on the original image never cracked, never flaked. While all those things that were added later, like the gold leaf, the silver plating on the moon, the, these show serious sign of wear, um, and sometimes even complete deterioration, but not what is on the original image of Our Lady here on Guadalupe. Fascinating. 
Now, this icon, if you put it under infrared light, shows portions of her face, hands, and robe and mantle had been painted in one step. There's no sketches, there's no brush strokes, there's no corrections, nothing. Inexplainable. No brush strokes. It's not a painting. Uh, it, the image, the real image, is six and a half feet by three and a half feet. The backside of it is really rough. It's coarse, it's, it's very rough. But the front side is soft as silk. And so this is fascinating because, again, no paint on the image, but it has this texture being made of uh, cactus. It should have disintegrated, but it hasn't. Uh, the colors cannot be duplicated in our color spectrum. They don't exist. And it is true that the colors uh, are actually a little bit above the fibers, like a one one-hundredth of an inch above the fibers. Um, and so it really is even the paint, the, 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 the pigment is fascinating and miraculous. The eyes, this is true. A lot of people try to say it's not true. The eyes, um, if you go into the eyes, you can see the images of those who were present when the tilma was first revealed to the bishop in 1531. So 1531 is when this happened. Now, let's look at this image. If, I don't know if Brother Mark can, can show it clearly, but basically what is going on here? Our Lady is showing she is greater than the sun, the moon, the stars. She's greater than all of it. Why? She blots out the sun. She's greater than the sun. She stands on the moon. She's greater than the moon. She carries the stars on her cloak. She's greater than the stars. Uh, she's wearing blue, which shows she comes from heaven. The blue was the sign of the Aztecs of heaven. Now the stars are very interesting. There's 22 stars on the right. There's 26 on the left. And they show the exact constellations that we know for sure that were in the sky the night of December the 12th, 1531. The stars that are on her mantle are the exact position of the stars and the constellations and the stars and the heavens at that time on December the 12th, 1531. Brother Mark found something. We were working late one night in the office back when I had done a full talk on this, and he found something that's amazing, and we, we, we ended up verifying it is very true. A PhD in music um, <clears throat> in, in Mexico had taken the position of the stars on the mantle. And you know musical notes, if you've ever seen them, there are a series of, of dots that, 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 that go across the, the range, the musical range, and an artist or a singer can compose music based on a series of notes. If you take the stars in the exact position that they are on, in her mantle, in the constellation of the stars that evening in the sky, and you map them out, this person, this PhD doctor in music, mapped it out and actually played it. And the music uh, that plays is some of the most heavenly. You, you know, if you just randomly put a bunch of notes on a piece of paper and then you tried to play it, it would just be a bunch of noise. 
But when you map it out, the position of the stars and the musical, the musicians play it, it's the most heavenly music you've ever heard. And that video is out there. You can see my talk on Guadalupe that's on our YouTube channel here, that, and we play that clip. It's absolutely fascinating. And so this is, is, is just another one of the miracles, I think. So to finish, our lady, let's go back to what she's doing here. All right, first of all, she's blocking out the sun. The sun is behind her, and that is what? That means she's brighter than the sun god. The, the Aztecs were really focused on the sun god. That was their god of gods, their Zeus, if you will. And she's showing she's brighter than the sun gods. In fact, she's greater than all your gods. Now, the only thing is, though, she's not a goddess. Her hands are joined in prayer. You can see on the image, they're joined in prayer of supplication. So it shows she's not a goddess. There's someone greater than her. Now, who is that? Obviously, Christ, the new God to them, but the true and only God of all of creation. And it's important because look at Mary's hair. Um, when you look at the hair, the hair being worn down meant that she was a virgin. That was the culture at the time. If the hair was worn down, it meant she was a virgin. But she had a black ribbon around her waist indicating she was pregnant. So how could she be a virgin and be pregnant? So the Aztecs understood this to be miraculous. So basically, she's, this tilma shows Mary as the God-bearer. She's pregnant with something divine. She's a virgin, but yet she's pregnant. And you know what? That's interesting because she's about ready to give birth. This happened on December the 12th. Our Lady gives birth on December 25th. So she's really close, ready to give birth. This is life. And so um, basically she was given the title Empress of Latin America and Protectress of Unborn Children by John Paul. And that's where I want to finish because one of the most fascinating things about this whole image, if you remember nothing else, and I asked one of the brothers, I don't know if he was able to do it to please move the candle. Um, I don't know if you can see it, but if not, you can go online and see it. At her feet, at Mary's feet is an angel. And that angel, you've probably never noticed this, has his hands outstretched, and from the arms are eagle's feathers. Basically, this angel has eagle's wings. Now, what is the meaning of this? is, to me, the most incredible part of this whole apparition. Now, the eagle was very important to the Aztecs because he was the bird that could fly the highest. So when the Aztecs sacrificed the children, which is basically what we're doing today in abortion, when, she when they sacrificed the children, they would take the blood and the heart, the body and the blood of these sacrifice sacrificed victims and consecrated them to their gods. Then the eagle would take it, fly up, and basically the Aztecs believed 
fed the gods with the body and the blood of the sacrificed children. Not just children, but also adults. These eagles brought food to sustain the gods of body and blood of sacrificed victims. Whoa. So Mary and this image is saying what? I am bringing you the body and the blood and the heart because the eagle would carry the heart of the victims. What was every Eucharistic miracle that I have talked about a lot tested to be? Human heart. When they testify, they uh, uh, um, analyze the um, Eucharistic miracles, like the bleeding hosts and the, and the Eucharist, and they test it, it's human heart tissue. So basically, those eagles that were taking the body and the blood, basically the heart, to feed the gods of the consecrated, sacrificed victims, here comes Mary and says, uh-uh, I'm giving you the true body, the true blood, the real heart. That is the Eucharist and the consecrated blood of Jesus to feed us in the Eucharist. Amazing. You are not to feed the gods with small g with the blood and the hearts of the victims on some sacrificial slab of stone. No, rather it is my son, Jesus Christ, who offers himself to you as true food, as the Eucharist, the true body and blood, which has been tested to be human heart. Incredible, and yet no Catholics hardly know this importance of this is the miracle. In fact, most Catholics don't believe in the real presence. Do you think that that's not real presence? If this was the miracle that appeared 500 years ago, you bet it is. And why, I finished with the saying, the Eucharist unites us. All around the world, no matter where you go, if I'm in South Africa, if I'm in the United Kingdom, if I'm in Poland, if I'm in Argentina, it's all exactly the same. The prayers, the gift from God, it, gift from God, it unites us. So you know what Our Lady's skin color is here? People think she's Aztec. No, she's not. Her skin shows she's mestizo. She is neither Spaniard nor Aztec. She's a mix of both. So she's uniting the Spaniards with the Aztecs. And in this message, we have something greater that unites us all than our skin color, the Eucharist. And so praise be to God that we have the gift on this day of the Eucharist. And let us for sure recognize the real presence in this day and age where we're, we're forgetting or not believing in the real presence. God bless you. This is an incredible image, an incredible miracle that has been given to us in the church. You want to hear a great summary of it? Brother Reuben, who's serving with us in the Mass, just did a video on Thursday that we, we, we have out there. Check it out. He does a better job than I do summarizing the importance of Our Lady of Guadalupe. A beautiful devotion, and today we celebrate it because this was the day that she revealed the tilma through Juan Diego. Let it be the day that she reveals her son through you. And when you receive the body and blood and the real heart 
of our Lord Jesus Christ, it makes us realize who the, who the real sacrificial victim is, Jesus Christ. And what Mary was telling to the Aztecs, stop sacrificing your babies. That is not the food for the gods. The only food that is, is for the demonic. Every abortion is a demonic sacrifice. And I, I do want to mention one last thing. A lot of you had written to me, where in the world did I hear that Every time there is an abortion performed on the earth, that by God's justice, he has to release a demon. And a lot of you said, I've never heard of that. That's not true, Father Chris. It was from Gloria Apollo. Father Anthony just talked about it a couple Saturdays ago. She was struck by lightning. She's a known mystic. She had a very detailed view of, of hell and purgatory. And it was revealed to her, it's not official church teaching, I want to clarify this. It's not dogmatic revelation, it is not church doctrine. But it is a mystic who God revealed to her that every time there is an abortion, a demon is released on the earth. And I think this is a perfect example with the pro-life movement and what's coming up in January to be able to pray for the end of abortion. Our Lady put the end of Aztec human sacrifice with this image. It ended. Millions of Aztecs were spared. Millions. And so, through the ending of human sacrifice, the true message of Christ came this day. Let us end the modern-day human sacrifice, that of abortion, to get this message of Christ back to the world. God bless you. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.